We read this a minute ago. Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. That phrase, without the gate there, means outside the gate. Understand that a city that had a wall around it, and we're talking here about the city of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem had a number of gates. The action of the city took place inside the gate. And if you were outside the gate, that was symbolic of rejection. You remember the story in the Old Testament in the city of Samaria that the action took place inside the walls and outside the gate of the city was a leper colony. And that fits with the idea that's being promoted here in Hebrews chapter 13. Inside the gate is where everything is going on. It's where you interact with people. It's where you see other people and other people see you. Outside the gate is a place of scorn, a place of reproach, a place of rejection. And this verse says, Jesus, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate, outside the gate. The whole point of the next few minutes, and it won't be much more than 10 minutes, is to remind you of what Jesus did for you. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he loves you. He knows your name. He cares about you. And he paid a greater price than anyone else ever has paid or could pay for anyone that they love. He paid that price for you. Jesus was willingly rejected so that you and I could be accepted by God. If you were to go to Jerusalem, and I had the privilege when I was 20 years old to go to Israel with my, with my mom and dad and my sister as a part of a group and... I don't know of anything that was more stunning to me than the place called Golgotha Golgotha, and then just down on the same, as part of the same hillside, just down that hillside, the garden tomb. If you were to do a Google image search of Golgotha, I don't know why I'm having a hard time pronouncing that this morning, Golgotha you would see Golgotha means a place of a skull. And if you were to do an image search of that, you would see very clearly in a rocky hillside the outline, the shape of a skull. There is a bus station, or at least last I knew there was a bus station in that spot there now. But at that time, that is where they did their executions. And that is where Jesus was crucified. And it is outside the gate. A place of rejection. A place of scorn and shame. And Jesus went there. Understand. Jesus had every right and, and every opportunity to come into this world as a king. As God. He is God. As the Lord of Lords. And yet he allowed himself. Willingly he came. 
And from day one, he was an outsider. Just a couple of thoughts quickly. Jesus was rejected by his own creation so that you and I could be made a new creation. John 1 says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Don't see that as just some sort of ancient history that's not relevant to you. That's what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did for you personally. He was in the world. The world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He willingly came into this world as an outsider. He was rejected by his own creation so that you and I could be made a new creation. Jesus was willingly willingly rejected by his own people, the Jewish people, the people of Israel. He was rejected by them. He came unto his own and his own received him not. He was willingly rejected by his own people so that you and I could be accepted in the beloved. He went without the camp, outside the gate. So that you and I could be received, accepted of God. Jesus was disregarded by the religious crowd. So that you and I could know true faith. There were religious leaders in those days. They were very impressive, very educated, thought of very highly in their world. And Jesus was willingly rejected and scorned by them. You you know what it feels like to have an elitist crowd snub their nose at you? To have people of, of means and People with social status look down their nose at you. Every one of us knows that feeling. When it came to the religious crowd, Jesus could have schooled every one of them. He could have shamed every one of them. Or he could have been accepted and beloved by them. But instead, he was willingly rejected by them. Why? So that you and I could know, not religion, but true faith. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Jesus was beaten and battered so that you and I could be made whole. He went outside the gate so that you and I could be rescued and delivered. Jesus became sin so that you and I could be made righteous. We have no idea all the implications of what it means that God the Son became sin. You understand as the Son of God, that means on the cross, Jesus Christ became a murderer. He became a pedophile. He was guilty of being a rapist, a liar, a cheater, a mass murderer, every despicable thing that you can think of. Jesus embodied that on the cross so that you and I could be made righteous. Jesus was separated from his heavenly father. 
so that you and I could have his father as our heavenly father. While Jesus was on the cross for the space of three hours, it went pitch black. That was God the Father turning away from his son Jesus because he could not look upon his son because his son became sin for us and God cannot look upon sin. We have no idea how that tore heaven apart. For God the Father to turn his back on his son. Why? So that you could be made righteous. Jesus. Also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. Suffered without the gate. Jesus was cast out of life. So that you and I could have life. He was buried. I had a discussion this week. I was with a a, group of pastors and I want you to know in case you haven't figured this out already when I'm in a group like this there was four pastors in a room and we were planning an event and uh when I'm in a group like that I don't I hardly say anything does that surprise anybody I hardly say anything I just sit there until they ask me what do you think so I'm sitting there listening and listening and listening but here was the question in in part of this discussion Did Jesus, when he, after he died, did he go to hell? Now, if you've never heard that idea before, that is a, well, there are a number of scriptures, uh, uh, Psalm, the book of Psalms, Psalm 22, is a messianic psalm, which predicts a lot of what Jesus did. And uh, I don't know, actually, no, I don't think it's in Psalm 22, I think it's in Psalm 16, but anyhow, The psalmist predicts, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Some argue that that doesn't mean hell. It means the grave and uh, so on and so forth. But it also says in 1 Peter that he went and he preached to the the spirits. And so there is substantial evidence in the Bible for the fact that after Jesus died, he actually went to hell for us. And so the discussion went... um, back and forth and one one preacher said i think he went to the lake of fire for us the other preacher said no i believe he went to hell but he didn't go to the lake of fire but i don't believe he went to hell for the whole time because of other things that he had to accomplish for those three days another preacher had another opinion and then after they had talked about it for about 15 minutes they looked at me and said what do you think and i gave my brilliant answer i don't know (laughs) But then one of the other preachers said, and I like this, and this is why I'm telling, telling this. He said, well, he said, let me quote a preacher friend of mine. And he pre- quoted an old-time preacher who said, I don't know if Jesus went to hell or not after he said it is finished. But he said, I know this. Whatever it took for my sins to be forgiven, Jesus completed it. That's all I need to know. Jesus was cast out of life so that you and I could have life. In just a moment, we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper. We're going.